Welcome to Equipus Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Hannah Hooker. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. So I had this idea when um, I was on the front row. I don't know if it's a good one, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. So I get like a little bit nervous before this. And I thought, what better way to break the ice than tell like a semi-bad but funny joke? So are you guys ready? Okay. It's a bit of crowd participation, all right? So why did the koala fall out of the tree? Because he was dead. So why did the second koala fall out of the tree? Because he was hanging on to the koala that died. Why did Johnny fall off his bicycle? Because the koalas banged into him. (laughs) It's bad, but it's good, right? And I find humour makes me feel a little bit better. So I hope you enjoyed that free of charge. Free of charge, people. Awesome. Um, I know it is good. My friend told it to me on Friday and I laughed very loud. It's like, that is a funny joke, Amanda. All right. So I'm really excited to preach today. What's new? I'm always excited, aren't I? Um, And today I get to, I'm going to preach about one of my favorite topics ever. Um, And I'm going to talk to you today about praise. Um, And it's really dear to me, praise. It's one of my favorite subjects. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, I've learned the power of praise on the mountaintops, and I've learned the power of praise in the valleys. Um, Praise is a very powerful weapon, and I reckon it's in our DNA to praise God triumphantly. I don't think it's foreign. It might feel foreign, but I reckon it's in our makeup. Um, There is power in praise. There is freedom in praise. There is peace in praise. There is breakthrough in praise, and we need to put on praise, but I've also learned we need to practice praise. So for those of you that like titles, the title of the sermon is The Practice of Praise. All right, so I'm going to talk to you about praise today. Um, and as I was praying and pondering about what God wanted to say, um, I was like, okay, God, I always like to, you know, spend time with the Lord. Who knows that's a good idea if you're preaching? Yep, good. All right, so I'm praying and I'm talking to God. And um, I felt that this morning He wanted to remind us that praise is an antidote, um, that praise can and will shift things. Um, I've spoken about praise many times before, but I felt God say, man, I want you to go again. And I know that some of us, I could probably even say all of us, want to see some stuff shifted in our worlds, and I reckon that praise is a key to that. Um, Before I moved down here, I had a lovely friend text me, um, and she texted me Psalms 30, which was, I will extol the Lord, and He will lift me up. And she said to me, Hannah, praise is a key for you in this new season. You need to praise Him any opportunity you get. And I was like, okay, I can, I can do that. Um, and so as I thought about today, I truly believe that praise is a key to wrapping up the year strong. Can you believe it's only nine weeks till Christmas? I'm sorry, but I'm really excited. Um, but also, as I was thinking, it's nearly Christmas. I felt God say, man, I'm not done with the year. I'm not done. So let's not check out and be like, oh, it's nearly Christmas. God has still got so much more to do. And I believe that praise is going to be key. So I just would like to let you know that praise isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. All right, so the meaning of praise, because I also like words, is um, to express warm approval or admiration. To express warm approval or admiration. Praise is a verb, it is a doing word. And the praise that I'm talking about today is the praise that requires 
noise, the praise that maybe requires a little bit of action, and the praise that requires a bit of volume, the praise that is fit for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the kind of praise that makes us more God-aware and less self-aware. Now, I acknowledge before, you know, I acknowledge there's a time for worship and for reflection. That's important too, but that's not where I want to put my weight or my words today. I want to talk about praise, the kind of praise that is an antidote, and I am excited. I'm also very hot, honestly. Does anyone else get hot in church or just me? It's just me, eh? Yeah, but you know what? It's fine. I run hot. I have not found a need in cold. And I've done my first winter, albeit it was mild. I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. It's not even freezing. So I'm really thankful I'm a very warm person. Um, so we're going to start off with a bit of scripture because who knows that that is important. So Psalms 150, 1 to 6 says this, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Praise God in His holy sanctuary. Praise Him in His strongholds in the sky. Praise Him for His mighty miracles. Praise Him for His magnificent greatness. Praise Him with trumpets blasting. Praise Him with piano and guitar. Praise Him with drums and dancing, with loud clashing cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everyone everywhere join in the crescendo of excitement Static praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's a goodie, eh? That's a goodie. I read a great little uh, quote that says this by a lady called, uh, maybe it's actually a man, Judson. That's a man, eh? Is that a man? Yeah, okay. Judson from a book called Let Us Praise. It says, I wonder if we'd ever get so excited over Jesus and what he's done for us that we'd have to release the pressure of excitement and shouts of praise. I wonder if we'd ever get so excited about who God is and what He has done that we'd have no choice but to release it in shouts of praise triumphantly. Oh, I love it. I'm going to pray. Is that good? Mighty God, we thank You for today. We thank You. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are worthy of all praise and all glory. And God, this morning I pray You would come, You would have Your way. Lord, I pray You would speak, You would minister, You would move. And Lord, You would draw us closer to Your heart and closer to Your core. We love You, God. You are awesome. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I do have points for all the point people. Who likes points? I do too. All right. So the first point today is praise is a discipline. Who likes the word discipline? I don't. No, I do not like the word discipline. Um, <laughs> but it's important. And I do believe that praise is a discipline and it needs to be worked. I believe it's like a muscle and you need to build it and you need to strengthen it. You know, you need to use it again and again and the muscle gets bigger. So if you go to the gym, you know, it tears a little bit. And, oh, that hurt a bit, but then you build it some more, you build it some more. Um, and I believe that as we learn to praise and practice praise, it's a discipline. It's a decision. I'm going to praise regardless. I'm going to step in. I'm going to glorify God. Um, Psalms 42 verse 11 says, So I say to my soul, don't be discouraged and don't be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise Him all over again. But what I love about it is, so I say to my soul. So I say to my soul. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves to get into line. Sometimes we need to give ourselves a pep talk. Um, you know, like self, it is time to get out of pity city and praise God. Self, it is time to lift your eyes above your circumstances and see the glory of God. Self, it is time to pick up your mat and walk and self, the breakthrough is coming. Would you thank him anyway? 
Praise is a discipline and it takes practice. I've had people say to me, oh, it must be easy for you, Hannah. You're loud and you're out there and you're an extrovert. I'm like, I'm not an extrovert, thank you. I'm an introvert. Yes, I am loud. Um, But I can assure you it hasn't always been easy. It has taken me some practice over many years and I still don't have it right, but I've learned how to praise even when I don't want to. A key for me was, um, and some of you may know, I don't know, is so Aaron and I, Tried for quite a while to have a baby, and we had no problem getting pregnant, but we just couldn't hold on to them. Like, I don't, who knows? Um, So we had four miscarriages in total. The first one, I was sad, as you can imagine, you know, and I remember sitting by the fireplace, and God was near, and he was close, and I felt the presence of God. And I was like, this sucks, but God is still good, you know? Second one, I was still like a little bit, oh, yeah, a bit sad, you know? Um, Third one, I was just mad. I just was angry. I was like, why? I'm a good steward of the Lord. I serve, I tithe. What? I'm having a big rant. And I text one of my friends and I was like, oh, no, no. And do you know what their response was? Run to Judah. Judah means praise, in case you didn't know. Um, and I was in my bathroom and I was not feeling very happy. And I was expecting some lovely words, being like, oh, I get it, I get it. But the response was run to Judah. My first response back was, are you kidding me? Look at me in my life. And yes, it was a sad circumstance, but do you know what? As I sat there, had a tantrum for a wee while, slowly in a weak and quiet voice, I know you find that very hard to believe, um, I started to just thank God. I just, like, even like it was weak, it was like, man, God, I thank you, you are good. I don't get it, but I thank you, you are good. I thank you, you are great. I thank you, you are kind. I thank you, you are near. And as I continued to lift up God and give him praise, my voice got louder. I felt more triumphant. I lifted my eyes above my circumstances and focused on God. Did I love being told to run to Judah and praise God? No, but it was a discipline that I chose to put into my life. And as I sat there and praised God, literally I felt better. I felt better probably took about five or 10 minutes, but you know, I realized God was still good. He was still present. He hadn't left me. I don't have all the answers. Who knows why bad things happen? But what I do know is God is good and he is there all the time. So Kennedy's name, so obviously we got pregnant and had a baby and her name is Kennedy Praise Adeline Hooker. And I didn't just call her Kennedy Praise because I was like, oh, I'm a little bit of a hippie and I like the sound of it, although I do. Um, I called her Kennedy Praise because over that journey, I understood the power of praise. And every time I look at Kennedy, I am reminded that it is a discipline to put on praise. It is a discipline to say, self, will you get out of pity city? Yes, it's hard, but lift your eyes and thank God because He is the same yesterday, today, and always. It is a discipline. It has taken practice. I have diligently put the practice of praise into my life. I still don't always get it right. I have a few trips to Pity City. It's fine, you know, temporarily. I've got great friends that tell me to get out. Um, but, you know, my muscle's getting bigger every season and every year. And, you know, the muscle I'm building of praise is actually now is my default. But I've walked through the valleys and I've decided, okay, I'm going to practice praise. I'm going to be disciplined and I'm disciplined and I'm going to praise God. And I found a very interesting fact while I was reading my Bible. So Isaiah 61 is a great scripture. And it says this, God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom and a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. I'd never heard of that word before. Anyone else ever heard of that word? 
Okay, right. No. Anyway, the meaning of languid is sluggish, lacking force, weak, energetic, lacking vigor or vitality. Just like exercise, okay, when you exercise, you kind of feel better, right? I went to the doctors this year and I was like, man, I'm just tired all the time, like, all the time. My iron must be low. Something must be wrong with me. She's like, let's do some blood tests. And we did and they came back. She said, oh, you just need to do some exercise. I was like, no. <laughs> and she, she was like, you know what? It's going to be like a 5.30 a.m., but it's worth it. You know, so get out of bed and begin to exercise and you'll feel your energy return. You'll feel more enthusiastic. You won't be as tired. And so it says here, like I reckon that a praising heart, a heart that is practiced in praise is the antidote for a tired spirit, for a weary spirit, for a spirit that's like, oh, I just don't know. Let's be disciplined and praise God. I think it's great. And can I remind you, if you've got no other reason, you're like, oh, why should I? Because he's God and he's good. Oh, who set an alarm? I'm sorry. <laughs> who, kn- who knows? Anyway, you know, so God is good all the time in every season. The practice of praise is a discipline. Will we be people who decide to be disciplined in praise? The more you exercise the muscle, the easier it becomes. Amen? Point number two, <laughs> praise praves away for God's power. Amen, right? Um, and the scripture, I was going to give you points, but there's nothing for the points. But um, if you thought about what scripture would I use for praise, paving the way for God's power, what would it be? Any guesses? It's probably on the screen already, is it? No, it's not. But Acts 16, 25 to 35, which is Paul and Silas in prison. It's one of my favorite stories. Um, I'm not going to read all of it, but it says, Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer, and singing a robust hymn to God. I love it, a robust hymn. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Then without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered and every door flew open and all the prisoners were loose. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw all the doors swinging loose on their hinges. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do away with himself, figuring he was good as dead anyway. When Paul stopped him, he said, don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody has run away. The jailer got a torch and ran inside. Badly shaken, he collapsed in front of Paul and Silas. He led them out of the jail and asked, Sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really, really live? They said, put your entire trust in the master Jesus, then you'll live as you were meant to live. And it goes on and the jailer and his entire family get saved. And I just think it's a great story. And the question I always ask myself is what, miracle is on the other side of my praise? What miracle is on the other side when I make a decision, regardless of what I see, regardless of how I feel, but to practice praise, what miracle is on the other side? What shackles can become loosed as you choose to praise? You know, an earthquake came and the prisoners were loosed. What shackles are on the other side as you choose to triumphantly, with a robust hymn, lift up the name of Jesus. What miracle is on the other side of your praise? The jailer and his entire family got saved. And I think we skim over it, but his entire family 
His entire family out of one miracle is Paul. And I, do you know what I reckon? I reckon Paul and Silas probably practiced praise. I don't reckon they were sitting in jail thinking, oh man, this is so great. This is where I want to be. This is perfect, just as I imagined. This is exactly what I thought would happen following Jesus. I'd been sent in jail. Like it's just, I reckon they probably were feeling a little bit dismayed potentially a bit disappointed, but I love their reaction is not to focus on where they are or what is happening, but to lift up the name of Jesus with a robust hymn that people around them could not believe their ears. When we choose to praise when our situation's a bit icky, people are looking around being like, man, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that this person has joy and is praising God when they're walking through X, Y, Z. I love, the, I love the word robust. Robust means healthy and vigorous. It's the opposite of languid. Can you see the theme? And can you see the antidote to maybe weariness or tiredness is not to go to Pity City. I, I frequent there, by the way, okay? So no, like, condemnation. It's okay. But man, is to lift up the name of Jesus robustly. Out of a robust hymn, miracles happened. Out of robust praise that had been forged in the fire, miracles took place. Out of robust praise, um, fear and worry, miracles happened. Out of robust praise, they walked into their freedom. What robust praise is waiting to bust out of you this morning, church? I've also got a story about this one. I like stories and illustrations. Did anyone else like those? Yeah, cool. So um, about six years ago, I think about six years ago, um, someone really close to me was quite a severe drug addict. So they were really bad um, to the point where I... They were like drinking cleaning fluid to get their, yeah, I know, not good because they'd run out of money, they'd um, ex- use all of their resources, but they still needed the hit that I guess narcotics took them and they'd got down to drinking cleaning fluid, which is not good. And I got a phone call and they went in, she's in, she's in hospital, um, I, don't, I don't know what to do, can you like help? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really know what to do at all. I'll just pray. So we got to do church praying. We, pray, we prayed for months and months and months um, and like nothing happened. Not to say prayer doesn't work. I just reckon, you know, sometimes things take time. And like I'd expelled all my prayer. I'd used up all my resources. I didn't know what to do. The news was not good. They were still like on a really, on a really bad road down to self-destruction. And the only thing I knew to do was to thank God. Thank God that He is capable of the breakthrough. Thank God that their life would count. Thank God that they were free. Thank God that they were, um, you know, found. All I could do was begin to praise God in the midst of this, man, I'm out of control. We've prayed. It's been like years. And they're still drinking cleaning fluid. Man, she's going to die if God doesn't intercede. And so I just began to praise God for three months. Every time I was in my car, I committed to praising God. And I would drive and I would thank God for the breakthrough. I would thank God for the miracle. I would thank God that He is good and He is faithful. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. And I would sing and I would see them free on the earth. And I just did it religiously all the time because I mean, I'm committed to this. Do you know now, so I got a phone call after the end of that three months and um, they said, oh, I'm off to rehab. I was like, hold the phone. Okay, great. So I zoomed up to rehab, went and saw them. Um, and it's now been six years and they are clean. I know, praise God. They are clean, they are free, they are living life. She's a mom, she's got two beautiful children. And I just think, man, what miracle is on the other side of your praise? We don't have to have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but I've got praise. I've got praise and I serve a God that will break through in season and in time. So what miracle is waiting on the other side of your robust praise? 
The third point, I was going to say it's my favorite, but actually they're all my favorite, is um, that praise is a prophetic proclamation. And we hear it all the time, there's power in our words. You know, who's heard that more than 10 times? It's good. It's because it's true, you know. And um, the scripture that I was I was toying up. So Ezekiel 37, for your information, is like my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. I love it. Um, I love it. I love its grittiness. I love that it's uh, with a prophetic word. The army would rise. Like I just, it's my favorite. And so if you don't know this story, Ezekiel gets picked up by the Spirit of God and, I was going to say dumped, put into the valley of dry bones. And God says, oh, why you reckon these can live? And he's like, I don't know, God, only you know that. Um, And God says, look, I want you to speak a prophetic message. I want you to declare. And so Ezekiel does as he's told. And they, they, you know, the sinews go on, the tendons, the muscles, everything comes together. And they stand to their feet, a vast army, out of the prophetic proclamation of Ezekiel's mouth. And when I was thinking about this, um, I was like, man, would we let something be shaped with our praise? When we choose to work the muscle, when we choose to stand up and see circumstances and we see the gap or we see the void or we see the like the missing link, would we choose to stand in the gap and prophesy with thanksgiving and with praise that God would break through? It's, um, you know. So I've got many stories. I'm going to tell you them all because they're so great. Um, so a long time ago, I was an intern little intern. Yep. Woohoo. Um, it was a great year. Not really, but hey, miracles came out of the end of it and I'm still standing. Um, anyway, so I was in charge of like the Christian group at Mount, Mount Albert High School, right? In Auckland. And um, it was a pretty dismal Christian group. Not going to lie. Just going to be honest. I think there was like two people and me, which was fine. We're great. We had a good time. Um, and I turned up every week and I felt God say one day, I just want you to start walking around the school and thanking me for what I'm going to do. I was like, okay, like during the day or like nighttime? Because during the day would be weird. And he's like, no, at nighttime. So I used to go on my little, um, my little car. I had a little white Honda, little like ding, 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 ding. And I used to get out and I used to cut laps. Hey, that Honda Accord is the reason I'm married to that start on the front row. I tell you, it just kept breaking. And who else could fix it apart from the mechanic? I reckon it was, yeah, I know, right? I reckon it was the Lord, because he's like, I'll fix your car for you. I was like, okay then, you know, wink, wink, let's go. Um, And he fixed the car, and then it just kept breaking. So he just had to keep coming to my house all the time. Anyway, thanks, babe. It is a great story. Anyway, so I used to get out, and then I used to walk around this high school, feeling like a weirdo, I'm not going to lie. But I used to walk around, I used to remember, God, I thank you that your hand is on this school. I thank you, God, you see multiple saved. I thank you, God, that your spirit is in the classrooms. And just every day, I would walk around, walk around, walk around, and I did it, and I finished my internship, and we were still the same, two people and me. I was like, cool, so that worked well. Um, Anyway, but do you know what? Now it is like the most thriving Christian group and all of the youth of Auckland. Now I'm not saying that I'm the magic, you know, whatever, but I think as we begin to prophetically declare the goodness and the greatness of God, we are pulling something from the spiritual realm and really creating something. And I like to think I played a small part. Another thing I did is... um. So I used to be, I used to, we used to have a person in our youth team who was never on time. Mm-mm, not good. And I remember I was moaning, I was moaning. Oh, and Pastor Jordan's like, Hannah, 
what do you say to me? Power of your words. You create your worlds with your words. Um, and I was, really, I was quite challenged. And so what I started to do was thank God this person was on time. I began to thank God that this person had excellent time management. And literally, I just did it. And do you know what? They started to get like earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. And now their time management is excellent. You know, what are we going to create as we choose to stand and make a prophetic proclamation to the world around us? We had these, um, I used to run a holiday program. You can know my whole life story. Are you guys enjoying this? Um, we used to run a holiday program and I had these two boys. Um, their names, not names, their names were Sam and Liam. And they were like the biggest haircut, haircut headache ever. They were like a little bit naughty. They didn't really listen. They were very smart. Um, and I just was like, God, what am I going to do with these two adolescent boys who are 11 who think that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm the boss. Um, and I just felt the whisper and the nudge of the Holy Spirit be like, Ezekiel 37. I was like, oh. Again, are you kidding me? So I used to go into, we had like a baby's room. I used to go into the baby's room every afternoon from half past two to quarter to three and prophesy that Sam and Liam were phenomenal leaders in the house of God. I used to thank God in advance that their lives would matter, that they would know them, that they would count. And just, I did it day after day after day after day. Um, and, you know, I don't know if either of them are walking with the Lord now, but they're phenomenal young men. And I know each of them encountered God significantly over that period of time, and I've got full faith that they'll come back to God. But you know what? I saw the void, I saw the gap, and I began to thank God in advance that their lives would be that He would encounter them. You know, let's not have a pity party. Let's not be, I mean, yes, frustration's normal, but man, let's just do something. Let's, you know, currently, Aaron and I would like to buy a house. Good Lord, who knows that is difficult? Yeah, it really is. And you know what? I, we put an offer on our house and I missed out on it and I had a pity party for like way too long. Um, and I was like, and Pastor Des gets in, oh, how's your house on you going? I'm like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Tammy would ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I was having like a tenty about it because I was really mad. And I just thought, oh, the climate, the COVID climate, how am I ever going to buy a house? And um, I felt, again, the nudge of the Holy Spirit. Will you look at the void? Will you look at the gap? And will you begin to thank me in advance for what you know to be true? And I was like, oh, here we go again. But if I look back like time and time and time again, the prophetic proclamation of praise and thanksgiving to God has opened doors. So can we decide to be people? Let's be frustrated. Pastor Will says it's a great measuring tool. So let's see our frustration here, yeah, okay. But then let's just do something about it. Let's thank God in advance. You know, even now I've got family that don't know Jesus and I thank them, God, I thank you, Lord, that they will come to know you. You know, in bits and pieces that I'm involved in in my life, I'm thanking God, I'm thanking God for salvation in my workplace. I'm praising God that He'll be evident in there. You know, and every day I'm like, man, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna have a pity party in pity city. I'm gonna be disciplined with praise. You know, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to choose it. You know, and then I'm going to pray. I'm going to pave the way with my thanksgiving and my praise. And then I'm going to prophesy a prophetic declaration of thanksgiving for what God is going to do. The practice of praise. The practice of praise. Can we be a people? And I mean, I don't stand here with a microphone and be like, I've got it perfect, guys because I don't, but I consciously, daily, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work at it. I'm going to work at it. I've had a sore back for like way too long, and I'm just thanking God with a discipline. Man, it's going to get better. It's going to get in line. It's not going to be sore. I thank you, God, for healing. 
You know, rather than moaning about it, even though I like to moan, you know, it's good to have a good moan. It's also good to have friends who tell you not to moan for future reference. Put it, you know, that one's for free too. <laughs> so if I was going to wrap all of this up, I got up at five o'clock this morning. I was like, okay, God, I need like a banging wrap up. How am I going to land this bad boy? Um, and I, you know, because that's how I talk to God, truly. We have these very real conversations. Um, and I just, I want to remind us again that it's a discipline. Now, I don't go to the gym, obviously. Um, I'm trying to do walking. I'm not going to go at 5.30 in the morning because it's too dark. So I'm going to have to go at night time. But I'm going to schedule it in to make sure it happens. I'm going to schedule the discipline of exercise into my life so it happens. Can I urge us to schedule in to our lives the practice of praise? Can I encourage us to schedule? And I don't want, it, don't want you to be religious about it, but I mean, if I, th- I can find if we don't make time, it just doesn't happen. Like maybe turn off Netflix, maybe get off Facebook, speaking to myself, you know, and just praise God because He's good and He's worthy, you know? And let's just choose some spaces where we're going to pave the way. Like, what is it? Okay, where are we going to pave the way? And then as we schedule this time to practice praise, can we begin to pave the way? You know, for me, like, I, I love Dunedin. I knew I was going to love it, but, like, I really love it. And every time I drive, um, Dunedin, people think I'm crazy, but from McAndrew Bay, because we Kennedy goes to school, um, I just thank God for every house, for every family, for every school. And I just, oh, man, God, come on, I know your spirit will move. I declare salvation. I thank you. And I just begin to pave the way, you know, like God will lay on my heart, like, okay, people are feeling fatigued. God, I thank you right now that tiredness is not a problem. And I just begin, every time I drive my car, that's the commitment I've made. I'm going to do it, you know, and then just pick something and prophesy the, I was going to, say, crap, that's naughty. Prophesy the stuff out of it. You know, just thank God in advance for what He's going to do because He is true and He is faithful and He is able. You know, and Andrew, could you come in like, who thinks Andrew's a wonderful keyboardist? Yeah. I've got a, this next bit's really good. Brace yourself. So praise is a discipline. Praise paves the way for God's power. And praise can be a prophetic proclamation. And it's like I said, it's not always easy to pray. Pray, yeah, it's not that either, but it's not always easy to praise. And I'm not going to say it should be because that's also not a great word. But when I think about it, and I think I believe it's in our DNA, I believe we've been created to praise God. And if I think about it, okay, God, if I'm having like a really bad day and I can't see the light from the clouds or whatever analogy you'd like to use, this is why I choose to praise God. I praise Him because He's good. I praise Him because He's faithful. I praise Him because He's majestic and He's holy. I praise Him because He's set apart. I praise Him because He's the hope of the world. I praise Him because He's my refuge. He's my strong tower. He's my peace. I praise Him because He's the Lord of the breakthrough. He's my salvation and His love is unconditional. I praise Him because He never leaves me, nor does He forsake me. I praise Him because He's my strength, He's my anchor, and He has set me free. I praise Him because He is the same yesterday, today, and always. I praise Him because He's my protection. He is the God of so much more. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the light of the world. He's 
defeated the grave. He's our shelter. He's our mercy. He's the river of living water. He's our provision. He's turned my mourning into dancing. He's all righteous. He's my healer. And that's just the start of it. How can we not praise when we think about the goodness of God? And I know life can weigh down us, but it's an antidote. I fully believe praise is an antidote to circumstance, to the heaviness, to the tiredness, to whatever it is you're feeling. I fully believe praise is the antidote. Will we choose to be disciplined and praise Him? Will we choose to be disciplined and pave a way? Will we choose to be disciplined and see the breakthrough and declare it into the atmosphere? Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.